In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we believe that you are really, truly present here in the Blessed Sacrament. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. And that you veil yourself, so to speak, under this form of bread so that we can come close to you without dying because of your great glory and majesty. And so we thank you, Jesus, for wanting to be with us, for wanting to be close to us, for wanting to reveal to us the love of the Father, for wanting us to know your love for us. Lord Jesus, help us all to have a new, fresh encounter with you here tonight through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power of your sacrament, through the power of your word. Jesus, help us to receive all of the love that you want to give us. Help us to have open minds and open hearts. Because we believe that you want to literally pour yourself out and pour into our hearts that precious blood and living water that flowed from your pierced side, which was thrust through with a lance as you hung on the cross. So may that wash over us and give us new life tonight. Let it refresh us. Let it unite us with you and with one another. And we pray, Mother Mary, that you would intercede for us here tonight in a particular way, along with St. Joseph. And we crown you, Mary, the queen of our night, as we pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated if you'd like. I'd like to read from Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 40 to 45. Jesus heals the leper. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant. He reached out his hand and touched the man. I'm willing, he said, be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly but stayed outside in lonely places, yet the people still came to him from everywhere. 
The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, the theme of tenderness has been on my heart lately. That's why I wanted to choose this gospel where Jesus cures the leper. If you've seen the Chosen episode with this encounter, you know how really striking it is to see somebody with leprosy and then to see it miraculously cured. And just try to put yourself for a moment in the shoes of a first century leper. They were considered unclean. They were outcasts for sure. They would have felt ashamed of themselves. People would have shamed them and and kept them at a distance. So they must, must have felt very alone and isolated. I'm sure it would have been easy for them to feel hated by their brothers and sisters and even by God himself. And yet, this leper had the confidence, or at least the courage, to approach Jesus and ask to be healed. We can presume that he would have at least heard of Jesus' reputation. And that was enough for him. He was desperate. The leper was desperate, that's for sure. He really had nothing to lose. So he overcame his fear of rejection and approached Jesus. And just tried to imagine then how Jesus received him. Tenderness is expressed especially in three ways. The way you look at somebody, the way you speak to somebody, and the way you touch somebody. And that all communicates a certain affection for that person. And Jesus would have first made eye contact with him. And I think it's safe to say that Christ's heart would have been filled with compassion. And through his gaze, he would have communicated that receptivity and that compassion, that understanding. And Jesus wants to communicate that to all of us here tonight. He wants to communicate that to us every time we go to prayer. That he sees us. He doesn't just look at us. He doesn't just see us superficially. But he sees into our hearts. He sees into our lives. He sees into your story. When he sees you, he sees your whole life story. And that second song that we heard tonight, Canvas and Clay. Beautiful lyrics, if you were able to catch some of them. 
Nothing has been wasted. No failure or mistake. God is an artist and a potter. We are the canvas and the clay. So it's referencing a couple of different scripture passages. But the idea is that, as St. Paul said, all things work together for the good for those who love God. And in his mercy, Jesus can take anything, anything that we've done or anything that has happened to us, Jesus, in his divine mercy, can take that and bring good out of it. As, as bad, as painful as it may have been, he can bring good out of it somehow, some way. He can do that. We don't always get to see that or, or touch it immediately. But in faith, we believe that. And the resurrection from the dead is what gives us that hope. That's the foundation for that belief, for that hope. The risen Lord Jesus is our living hope. And that's why, that's why we can sing songs like that. And that's why we can approach Jesus with this confidence that the leper had. That no matter what I might be dealing with, whatever sickness I may have, be it a physical sickness or spiritual sickness, an emotional sickness, whatever might be troubling me, it's not too much for Jesus. He's not disgusted by it. If he was going to be disgusted by anything, it would have been leprosy. Right? But I think that's why this extreme example is so inspiring. Because he wasn't disgusted by this man. He's not disgusted by you. He's not ashamed of you. He's not afraid to draw near to you and your wounds. We all have wounds. Because sin wounds us, whether it's our own sin or the sin that's committed against us. Sin leaves its mark. Sin leaves its mark. And so, even though we might be afraid to look at some of our sins or the sins that have been committed against us, Jesus is not afraid to touch our wounds. And now, in his resurrected, glorified body, he touches us with his hands, which still bear the marks of his crucifixion. I hope you all remember that. That even in his resurrected body, Jesus chose to keep his wounds as a reminder to us that he was able to overcome the crucifixion and his burial and death. And by the power of God, he was raised up. 
So that gives us confidence to know that anything in us can be transformed. If he could transform that, Pope Benedict would say, if he can take the evil of the cross and transform it into something life-giving and healing and hopeful, well, then he can do anything with any of us and with all of us. So we talked about the gaze. Then how about the tone of voice? Imagine how Jesus would have spoken to him. The calmness, the respect, the the tenderness of his voice. And I think sometimes we're afraid to hear from God. I, I I hear that a lot when I preach retreats, when I meet with people in spiritual direction. People often admit, I'm afraid of what God is going to say to me or ask of me. And then I come back with, well, that's not who God is. That speaks to something inside of you that's distorted. You have a distorted image of God when you're afraid of what he's going to ask of you or or of what he's going to say. Because whatever God asks of us, it's for our own good. He's a good, good father who wants what's best for you. And when he speaks, he wants to encourage us. He wants to build us up. He may have to correct us, too, from time to time. But that's always out of love. With the end in mind, our best end our greatest good. So you should never be afraid of what God is going to say to you. And then finally, the way that Jesus touched him. He literally touched this man's diseased skin. And as I was alluding to, now he touches our diseased hearts and minds and bodies with his glorified hands, which bear the marks of his crucifixion. But those wounds are now filled with mercy and compassion and healing power, life-giving power. And so he, he touches us gently, respectfully, tenderly, lovingly. And he looks us in the eye. And he speaks softly, lovingly. He calls you by name. He encourages you. He wants you to know how much you are loved. He wants you to know that you are seen, that you are known, that you are understood. And he gives you permission to share your story. And he invites you to give him the burdens that weigh you down. 
He doesn't just want to forgive your sins. He doesn't just want to heal your wounds. But he wants to relieve you of your burdens. Because not only does sin leave its mark, but it also weighs us down. The weight of sin. You've probably heard that expression. The weight of sin. Because on top of that, then, there's usually bitterness and resentment and anger, shame, guilt. All of that weighs us down. And sometimes we freely choose to carry that as a way of punishing ourselves. We tend to do that. I think we Catholics tend to do that more than other Christians. That good old Catholic guilt that isn't always so good. We tend to punish ourselves because then we think that God won't punish us any more than that, or that's our hope. But again, that's not who God is. Sin is its own worst punishment. Sin is its own worst punishment. And Jesus came to take away the sins of the world. And not just to forgive you, but to literally take them away and to relieve you of the burden of sin that keeps us in bondage and trapped and scared. So Jesus wants to set us free. But sometimes we hold on to stuff. And, and he's not going to rip it out of your hand. You've got to offer that to him. In other words, you have to be vulnerable. The leper made himself vulnerable. And he made an act of faith. So that's what we have to do. That's our part, is to make an act of faith and to make ourselves vulnerable. But we make ourselves vulnerable with one who made himself vulnerable. It doesn't get much more vulnerable than being naked on a cross, right? It doesn't get much more vulnerable than being a baby laid in a manger. And finally, you can't get much more vulnerable than the Eucharist. Subjecting yourself to the form of a piece of bread. Any one of you could come right up here, open up the monstrance, take the Eucharist in your hand and crush it. Literally, just crush it. Stomp on it. He's defenseless. He's made himself defenseless. So, he's trying to... Show us that he knows what it means to be vulnerable. That it's not easy. That it can be painful. But he's not going to reject you. He's not going to ridicule you. He's not going to humiliate you. On the contrary, he will receive you. He will embrace you. He will look you in the eye. 
and tell you how much he loves you. And so as we pray the rosary tonight, I'll offer little meditations, little reflections in between the mysteries. And I'm sure some of you pray the rosary. I'm sure some of you don't pray the rosary. Maybe you don't pray it every day, but I think it's something that heaven gave to earth. You could say that it's a, an inspired prayer with a long history. And it's very effective. If you persevere in praying the rosary, God will definitely draw you closer to himself through his mother. And Mary embodies, literally, as a woman, the feminine side of God and the feminine heart, if you will, of God. So by reflecting, meditating, contemplating the mysteries of the rosary, you get to enter into the life of Jesus through Mary's eyes in a particular way, who knew him the best among all human beings. Mary, of course, being his mother, knew him the best. So we ask Mary tonight to teach us to pray, to enter into these mysteries with her help. And we ask the Holy Spirit to come and to sanctify our imagination, our imaginations, your imagination, my imagination. Holy Spirit, sanctify the imagination of each and every person here. Reveal to us the gaze of God, the voice of God, the touch of Jesus Christ tonight through our contemplation of the mysteries of the Holy Rosary. And Mother Mary, we also ask you to look at us and to speak to us and to touch us, to bring us healing through your intercession. As we reflect tonight on the sorrowful mysteries, we'll accompany Jesus through his passion with Mary. With Mary. And as Jesus is going through his suffering, we ask him to help us to get in touch with our own and with the sufferings of our brothers and sisters so we can give those to him. Not just offer them up and hang, while we hang on to them, but to literally offer them to him so that he can take them and redeem them and so that together we can all cry out to the Father for mercy. Amen.